Hi there, everyone. This is Barbara Rosgoni, your host of Growing Social Now. Thank you for tuning in today. And I invite you to su subscribe wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Today, my, my guest is Barry Moltz. And Barry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Barbara. Yeah, you're welcome. So Barry and I met each other in Chicago at many Chicago Social Media Club events. We had a blast. And if you know anything about small business and marketing, you know, Barry is the guy to talk to. And today we're going to talk to Barry about a lot of different things, but we're also going to talk about his new book, Change Masters, which is the changes you are, how to actually make the changes you already know you need to make. So how to actually make the changes you already know you need to make. And I had this on the plane with me and someone was like, is that a good book? I need to read it. And you so, said yes. I said, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and I told said Barry, yes. I've been- And you can get it for free. And you can get it for free. Sponsored by AT&T, we'll give it to you for free. So it's great. So how do you get it for free, Barry? Well, you go to my website, barrymolds.com. And on the home page, is a little thing where you sign up and AT&T will send it to you for free. So just go to B-A-R-R-Y-M-O-L-T-Z.com. Click the button. It'll say how to get a free copy of Change Masters. Okay, awesome. Well, I would recommend everyone do that. And I have dug into the book. I've already read it once. I'm reading it for the second time. And Barry, one of the things I like is uh, you're a consultant. I'm a consultant. And you talk about why don't people take the advice that we give them? Why don't they study the courses? And it's all because of what's going on in our brain. Is that right? Well, I mean, did you find that? Do you sometimes, you know, get together with people, they say, I got this pain, I got this problem, you let a detailed solution, and then nothing happens? It happens all the time. You know, I do these LinkedIn uh, custom bio reviews, and we even give them like a pay by number fill in. They don't fill them in, <laughs> but they pay and, me. And, so. <laughs> right. and part of it is, part of it is, and this is something that Seth Godin taught me a long time ago, just by engaging you, or let's say buying a online course, they think they've already completed it just because they purchased it, right? They already yeah. did the work. Um, but I was surprised and I started to fault myself until I looked at the research, which really says, you know, it's not my fault. It's really your brain's fault. Your brain yeah. is a pattern making machine. It wants to keep doing the same thing over and over again. If you survive this long, whatever you've done for longevity, that mm -hmm. means it must be good. So it wants you to keep doing that. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's all about patterns. So tell us, is that right? Yeah, it's definitely about patterns. I mean, and, and if you break out of the pattern, it's hard. I mean, think about when we used to all commute to work. We used to go to the office exactly the same way every single time. We'd get in our car, automatically we would be there. Our brain right. was on autopilot, we wouldn't have to think about it. But if we tried to go a different route, then it took more brain cycles and the brain doesn't like that. Especially as we age, we get lazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that. And I like the way you've broken the book up into different areas of a business and then even for your personal life. So uh, if you want to, there are things you say, like the first steps, uh, why you won't do it initially, which I thought was interesting because it's like, oh, I'll do that. And you're like, no, this is why you won't. And then how to take the ne next steps instead. So if you want to walk us through what your thinking was about that, that would be great. Yeah, I think to understand the resistance is really important. I mean, we have this thing that, the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know. People have that hard time crossing that chasm of confusion where they don't know if it's going to work, the change is going to work or not. And I would tell you, Barbara, people only change, in my opinion, if they're in incredible pain. There's got to be a reason why they want to change. If not, if things are okay or good enough, 
then they'll just keep doing what they're doing. This is why business partners stay together too long. Marriages stay part together, together too long. People and families argue forever because they also have this confirmation bias. They only believe in stuff that really aligns with what they think. And we've seen this incredibly in spades in the political landscape over the last four years. You're not gonna convince people in, in party A versus party B to actually, no matter what you present them with, to change their mind because the brain is set a certain way. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so true. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> as they say, it's hard to teach the old dog new tricks. But if you are in enough pain, and I really believe that the only constant in small business is change, you mm -hmm. constantly have to be evolving in change. I mean, you know, cockroaches are going to be around forever because they're constantly evolving. And all the great, you know, theorists and philosophers of the time say the only constant is change. It's not the smartest species that survive; it's the one that adapts. So as small business owners, if we don't adapt, Barbara, we really are doomed to failure. And where you start with that adaption is first, you have to understand what is the change you want to make. And when I talk about a change, I mean something really, really small. What's the really first step you can do? Because sometimes these changes are just too big. And success right. is really a series of very small changes. Now, it seems like they were big leaps when we go and retell the story. But really, it was taking one really small risk, seeing if it uh, succeeded or failed. If it failed, go do something else. Succeeded, go build on it. It's, it's, it's these patient iterative steps along the way that really make enable you to change and make progress. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. Even figuring out what is that first step. I think the example you give, it's something really simple, like I will look at my financial statement once a month or something like that, which is seemingly like nothing. Right. But a lot of people don't even want to do that. Well, and that's like the change I want to make. But then the first step might be, okay, let me just look at the sales every okay. single month, right? Yeah. Let me just look at the gross profit every single month because many times it's too overwhelming. Another example I give is I want to get more prospects for my business. Oh, where do you start that one, right? That's just oh, a yeah. huge kind of thing. Start with saying, okay, what's the avatar? Who's the profile of the person whose pain I solve? Just start there. You know, where do they hang out? Those types of things. You got to start really small. It's only in the retelling the story do we take these giant risks. Uh, but taking giant risks are just way too scary, especially uh, even for people that are used to, to used to risk. Wow. Yeah, that's really great advice. So just step by step, which is great. So start by reading the book. And, right, and right. Then... But also get someone to hold you accountable. Get some kind of mentor. That's mm -hmm. really an important process. Declare to the mentor, this is really what I'm going to do when you're going to do it. And I, I say that any change you're going to embark on, see it, you have to be able to see results within seven or 10 days, or just it's too big a, a change. You got to go smaller, but have a mentor hold you accountable for it by telling them, this is what I'm going to do. And if you succeed, give yourself some kind of reward because I believe Barbara, we don't really get enough rewards as we age. Um, so of course my reward is always French fries. French fries. That's a Absolutely. good theory. Yeah. Well, and I like how you say, give yourself a timeline. So you're setting some parameters around the decision to change that are doable. But if you have someone who holds your hand and guides you as a mentor, that makes it even more that you've got the accountability. Yeah. Studies show that if you actually publicly declare what you're going to do, you're more likely to be able to achieve it because wow. we get embarrassed if we don't or at least try to achieve it. Yes. Yes. And one thing I like about your book is you you pull from not only research about change, but you also look at some really popular business books and studies. So I feel like it's research within research. 
And like, for instance, you said something like uh, reputation marketing is very hot because 92% of people trust recommendations from people they know. So what you've written about is all science backed. And if anyone is into marketing and social media, it's a great book to have as a resource guide and kind of helps you frame up your strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. So turning over to social media, what advice would you have for small business owners? What should they be well, doing? I think one of the changes people have to look at is what role does social media marketing really play in their company? I mean, mm -hmm. you and I have been doing this for 20 years. And, you know, if you're just going to go on social media, and have fun, that's okay. But don't right. pretend that it's something else. Right. right. <laughs> um, you know, think about how you're going to form relationships with these people and mm -hmm. make a difference. And so the, the idea of social media is that if they have a pain that you solve, you're going to think about them. You're going to be there when people are ready to buy. Um, mm -hmm. but, it, but again, if you just want to play around, that's okay too. Dance on your TikTok videos. That's good. But have a strategy as you've talked about for a long time, have a calendar, think about what you're doing, right? Just like you would do any other marketing, just because it's quote unquote free doesn't mean it's free from your time. And then again, if you're going to make a change, make a very, very small change, not something, okay, now I'm going to be on TikTok and, uh, you know, Snap and all these other kinds of things. Yeah. So consistency and uh, have a commitment, a calendar, and you can have fun, but uh, then that maybe it's not so much about business if you're there to have fun. That's still okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever you, you're, I mean, you should really understand how do you attract customers? What are the means you're going to do to, to really make that happen? And mm -hmm. social media can, you know, can be that. I mean, I've been a really big fan of email marketing for a very long time because I think it keeps you in people's mind. At least they think about you mm -hmm. uh, once a week. And then if they have a problem you solve, you get in the maybe pile for solving it. Oh, yeah. And people forget about email marketing. But that is a way to really stay in touch and get some good interaction going. One way to do it too is with podcast and your podcast. Did you tell me it's, it's been around for 13 years? 13 years. Like, yeah. Uh, we're approaching 670 something. Um, yeah. 670 episodes. And uh, I've interviewed uh, thousands of people. Um, the first, my first interview was one of my clients, a guy named Scott Jordan, who started a company called Scotty Vest in Chicago oh, wow. uh, and went on to a lot of different things. The next, uh, you know, interview was the guy that founded North Face. So I kind of jumped up in that second interview, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's been great. And the best part is you get to meet a lot of people and learn from them mm -hmm. about what's going on, what's their point of view. And I really take a lot of, a, a lot away from it each and every single week. And Barbara, what I'm most surprised about is who's a great interview and who just really stinks. Really? Right? Tell us more I mean, about that. <laughs> well, sometimes you have some really famous people yeah. that are really not good interviews. Now, if they've been on television, they have media training, they're usually a pretty good right, interview, right? right? Yeah. But famous professors are like the worst. Really? Famous CEOs that really have not had a lot of media training, they are the worst, right? I mean, I just had this guy, he was a publicly traded company, brought his company public, great success story. He was horrible. So, and do so you I went air back those to the PR then? Of course I air them because oh, they have yeah. a brand, right? <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. go back to their PR person and says, you know, this is a really smart person, but they need media training. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because they're not doing you, you know, they're not doing you any good. Well, what tips would you have for a podcast guest? So if someone is going to be on a podcast, how would you be a good guest? 
Well, I mean, I have a whole thing when they get it. This is what it takes to be a good guest. But people oh, wow. typically send me the questions they want me to ask them. And I ask some facsimile of that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Make sure your answers are short and concise and you mm -hmm. just don't run on. I mean, we find a lot of people where you ask them one question and they'll run on for six minutes, right? Yeah. If you're on television, your answer should be 20 seconds. If you're on radio, your answer should be maybe 30 to 40 seconds. And that's it. Because if you don't do that, Barbara, it becomes more of a monologue rather than having a conversation. And that's what people want to hear. Yeah, exactly. It's great advice, Barry. So I know in your podcast and in your business, you have sponsors. Would you talk to us a little bit about sponsorships and being an influencer? Because you obviously sure. are for small sure. business. I mean, people always ask me, you know, have you, how'd you get AT&T and Google and Amazon, yeah. you know, to sponsor your podcast? And I'm like, well, first you got to do the first five years with no one listening, <laughs> right? Oh, you got no to do 250 shows. Who goes, oh, I don't want to put that effort into it. Yeah. Well, you kind of sort of have to, right? And then mm -hmm. once you have the, uh, you know, the, the, the downloads um, and I wouldn't say eyeballs, but the earballs, right? people obviously want to be part of what you're doing. And it's been wonderful for me because since the show's been around for so long, every single day we have PR people from corporations, you know, pitching the booking producer to be on the show. Mm -hmm. I then meet the executives from uh, the, the various companies. And then we stay in touch with them through our email list. So um, I get to meet the vice president of small business or the CEO of whatever for all sorts of major companies that are involved in trying to target small business owners. And so that works out really well. Oh, I'll say. Yeah, that's like the who's who, right? Right. Yeah. Well, when I was on your podcast, I think I was on there with Craig of Craigslist. So yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, we got to get you back. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and he's an interesting guy. I mean, he's exactly the way, you know, you think he's kind of mercurial and um, he is what, you know, he is what he is. Um, mm -hmm. And then you get some famous people on saying, all right, I'll talk about what at this, but I won't talk about that. And again, uh -huh. I'm not there to kind of show them up. Right. right? I mean, this is, yeah. I'm trying to make you, uh, you know, make you look good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not a controversy. We're all trying to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that because it, it, and everyone should try when, and I shouldn't say try, but everyone should tune in to Barry's podcast and can they find it on your site or where would we find you can it? find it on, on apple uh podcast or google play or whatever it is uh, if you're in chicago it airs saturday mornings at 9 a.m on ama 20 wcpt wow so you're live in chicago We're live in chicago well, it's not quite live we recorded ahead of time well yes it's it's on air though which is awesome exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah and uh just looking ahead, we're in almost halfway through 2022. What kind of business? I know, isn't it gone fast? I feel like since we came out of the pandemic, we're on fast forward. Does it feel like that to you? Seems I don't know. Like I mean, I just, I just got COVID <laughs> last, I just got COVID last week. So oh, no. I'm, feel, I'm feeling like I'm still in the middle of a pandemic. I successfully navigated for 26 months. Um, and then I let my guard down and it kind of nailed me. But it was my turn. Um, listen, I think that the pandemic is obviously leading to other things. You know, right. uh, even before there was the war in Europe, you had supply chain issues, you had inflation yeah. issues, you have right. problems hiring and retaining people. Um, those are the three things that are really shaping every single one of the businesses out there. It's can I get enough staff to run my business and can I retain the people we have? What am I going to do about spiraling prices? I've got to raise my price. Um, right. Small business owners, Barbara, hate raising their prices, but now they really have, they have absolutely no choice. I mean, right. my this is a third, a first world problem, but my pool guy just raised his prices 20%. Right. 
Whoa. Right? That's, <laughs> that's, really, that's really what it is. And if you look now, I don't know if you've been flying recently, the airfare prices are just out of sight. They Any are. place you go, it's like 800 or a thousand bucks. So you know, I'm telling clients, if you want me to come visit you, there's gonna be a supplemental charge of whatever it is. And right. then supply chain issues. If you, if you stock a certain kind of product, it's taking longer and you're having to spend more of your cash to stock more of your inventory or you're narrowing what you carry down to less products so you can mm-hmm. stock those not everybody else so that those are huge issues that are really facing small uh, business owners uh, today and the people that work for you i mean when they go to fill for gas every time they feel it exactly what what is the demographic of small businesses in the united states how many are there how many employees do you have to have well, you know, I mean, depending on what statistic you read, there's something like 23 million small businesses, wow. but 22 million are just one or two people. Okay. Right. right. So really there's about a million businesses that have, you know, employees, but the mm-hmm. rest are mostly solopreneurs. That's a lot though. So how do you help these small businesses and what do you do for them? You know, my whole thing has been always to help small business owners get unstuck, right? Most small business owners have enough success that they can keep paying themselves money but they don't have the success that they imagined when they started the business. So I work with them saying, well, where are you most stuck? And usually it's one of five areas, sales and marketing, leadership and management, personal productivity, customer experience, or money. And depending on where they're stuck, we try to work on one of those things. Wow. So is there one area that's more prevalent than another? Yeah, it's always sales and marketing because oh, really? <laughs> for, yeah, it's always sales and marketing because <laughs> most because most people well sales and marketing followed by you know management and leadership but sales mm-hmm. and marketing the problem they have is what I call the double helix trap you know yeah, when they yeah. have no business when they have no business they do a lot of marketing finally when they get some business they stop doing marketing yeah. then they have no business they start doing marketing and it just keeps their business flat and they don't put together some kind of automated type of marketing uh campaign inside their own company because mm-hmm. most people are afraid to ask people will you buy my product and what they have to keep thinking about is i'm never asking anybody if they can buy my product i'm asking you can i help you now and if i can't great maybe i can help you later it's not yeah. it's not a big deal but that's the biggest thing people don't do they don't have enough prospects in their pipeline mm-hmm yeah, in your book, you talk about that too. You say that people really prefer selling. They hate marketing. Marketing is complicated. There's a lot going on, a lot changing. And so I get it. That's why I like to help people with marketing. But No, it is because it's very hard to uh, you know move people from suspects that should be interested yep. to prospects where they raise their hand. Once yeah. someone says they're interested in my product, people feel a lot more comfortable about that. And then usually they land a third of those. But trying to get those people to raise their hands, it's uncomfortable for people. They don't like objection. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm always shocked when people have just found me and decided I'm the exact right person. I've never talked to them before, but people have a way of making decisions. So one thing I wanted to ask you about is I work with a lot of speakers and I'm a speaker too. Do you Mm -hmm. have any tips for speakers on how they can do better marketing or use the thoughts in your book to really build their practice? Well, again, I think you have to think about who is your target audience, who you're going to yeah. make a difference with, right? right? Which organizations, which companies are going to say, wow, I really helped solve their problem and target those folks. And you also have to remember that it's very rare that someone says, hey, can you speak at an event tomorrow or next month? Right. A lot of these things are planned uh, you know, years in advance and really work on getting referrals. 
Um, when I first started speaking um, in my contract was, well, here's the fee. And if I'm successful, part of the fee is you owe me one referral. Oh, so therefore people yeah. knew that I was going to, uh, I was going to ask for a referral if I was successful when this was all over. Wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. And one thing I love about you, Barry, is how fast you are with your responses and uh, for better or worse. Well, you know what, though, I can tell people who are really successful get back to you right away. And I want to thank you for that. And uh, also with social media, I mean, you know, you can just do like it seems like you're rapid fire commenting and going to people and, you know, making making connection. And it just seems like that really works for you. Is that your philosophy to really touch as many points as you can as fast you as you know, can? I mean, of course, we have an automated posting system, right? We use Sprout yeah. Social. So yeah. my assistant, she loads up all those things, does the things that go across all the thing, all the different platforms. But I really believe that when someone emails me, if possible, I want to say yes or no, right? Because I want, if I'm saying right. no, I want them to release them to go do something else. I like right? that. So people are pitching all the time. I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank mm -hmm. you. Because they're not, they're not constantly emailing me back. Plus it saves them time. I just want to be respectful. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm always shocked of, you know, the people that contact me, right? We get together and we decide we're going to start on Monday and then nothing ever happens. Yeah. And I'm like, what <laughs> happened? Just email and say, you're no longer interested. Don't exactly. ghost me. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's okay. If you're not interested, I'm all good with that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I just really think that the communication uh, is really good. I also believe, Barbara, you know, you meet the same people on the way up as you do on the way down. So you really got to be kind to everybody. That's so true, Barry. So true. Well, back to social media. How do you use social media for your business? You said you use Sprout Social. Do you have any platforms that are more effective than any than others? You know, I like Sprout Social. I mean, the best thing for me is really, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, but again, being kind of like a brand, I get to share more personal stuff about myself as well, okay. like what I'm doing, where I'm going, because people, I believe if people want to get to know you, just like in the book, I talk a lot about my different personal experiences, right? My depression, yeah. uh, you mm -hmm. know, being in karate for 20 years, not being able to lift things. I mean, just whatever exposed, because again, we all have those things. And so I think that if you can uh, share that, it just makes you more human. Um, so, uh, but it always surprised me when I meet people the first time, they know way too much about me, yeah. right? But, but then again, I try also not to live on the internet, right? Because yeah. so many people are like, oh my God, here comes another Instagram live right? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm on your trip with you to South Africa. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And I can order your breakfast for you now after reading right. the book. Exactly. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. Exactly. That goes to the whole idea of change, right? You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, what well, I, I don't really do change very well. So again, I think that if you can, you know, uh, when I speak in front of people, people give, you know, as you know, they give this great, glorious inter uh, introduction, how like you're the second coming or whatever it is. Exactly, and the, yeah. first things I, the first things I always say is I've had three businesses. The first one went out of business. The second I was kicked out of business. The third one I started after my son was born. I was lucky enough to sell it in 1999, paid off the million dollar loan at the same time, got my wife back just about the same time. Mm -hmm. I always say the exact same thing because then people laugh and also it's like, okay, I guess he's like me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's we see a lot human. of those kind of people. I mean, it's like, if you see, I think what's made uh, Peter Shankman popular, right? It's because he shows kind of the human side of, of who he is, like him mm -hmm. or not, love him or not. He shows mm -hmm. you who he is. 
uh, workouts and all. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thank you. And I, before we end the interview, I always ask my guests, what is your word of the day? So Barry, what would be your word of the day for us? Wow, what is my word of the day? Well, you know, since I'm trying to get over COVID, I guess the word is science because I'm very, very thankful that I got COVID now when I'm Mm -hmm. vaccinated. Also, there's a COVID antiviral pill out there that can take it, that can ease the symptoms. So I'm very, very happy for science today just because I'm in the middle of this thing. Wow. Well, we wish you all the best. Thank you. You look look great. I never would have. You look very healthy. Need need a haircut. (laughs) <laughs> and so again, the book is Change Masters, how to actually make the changes you already know you need to make by Barry Moltz and visit you at barrymoltz.com, right? That's right. And get a free copy of the book. The Small Business Podcast, Small Business Radio. The Small Business Radio Show, right? Uh, you can go on my website or on any place you get your podcast. Wow. Well, Barry, thank you. It's been a long time since I've seen you in Chicago. I know. It's great to, it's great to reconnect and congratulations on all your success. Oh, and someday you. there'll be like a huge, you know, reunion. We'll get uh, uh, we'll, we'll get uh, Stephanie Cobalt Penix back and all those other kinds of people, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be, be really one fun for the ages. Yeah, we need it'll a big homecoming party. Exactly. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you everyone for listening. This is Barbara Rosconi, your conversation host at Growing Social Now, and I invite you to subscribe and listen wherever you like to listen to your podcast.